0: Good morning, noon, and evening. Around the world and across the ages, this is The Cavern Today, an Uru Live fan presentation. This is Vid for The Cavern Today, joined by Montgomery, and today we'll be taking you into Podcast 25.
1: It's all about working together. It's a great big world out there in Uru, and sometimes it's easy to find yourself feeling a bit lost.
0: Especially when you're drowning amongst a constant influx of new groups, terms, and other crazy acronyms.
1: That's right. We've got the IC, the OOC, ADM versus DRC, TGT, TCT. G O O
0: and and N P.
1: Okay, that last set didn't even fit. FYI.
0: Minor detail. The point is, in the end, these are all more than just letters strung together. They each represent an important part of the explorer community. And besides that, it's crucial to remember that whether you're talking about the Denise Zoological Society.
1: Or the anti-DRC movement. It's up to all of us to come together in order to make the Restoration and Uru Live work. People who make it their business to make translations available to everyone, such as the recent map of the Pot Age.
0: Not to mention the groups that stand up for change, whether it's from the DRC or trying to find ways to contact Yisha. You've also got the less serious gatherings, such as Up on the Roof events, Spoken Word Night, and the Slacker's comedy
1: meetings in the neighborhoods. There's also the Journeys themselves, also calling on Unity. It was just a couple of months ago that we gained access to Eddard and Eddard Zogel, both of which require a solid team effort to get things done. Even though they've been around for a couple of months now, there are still plenty of explorers, old and new, who want to solve these ages.
0: More recently, we saw the release of the Pod Ages, of which we only just received the fourth and presumably final age in that journey. While the gardens needed groups of seven or eight people to solve, it took a sort of hive mind mentality from the community to reach a conclusion regarding those ages.
1: And just a week ago, we saw the public opening of the Great Zero Calibration Chamber, where explorers can now set out on any one of 14 marker missions. Explorers can do all of these missions alone for the sake of getting coordinates added to their key, but it's going to take a massive effort from thousands of explorers to get the Great Zero itself recalibrated.
0: Yeah, I know on the first day of it being open, a bunch of nuts put together an event that ran for a solid 24 hours, with music and news reports going out across the Shoutcast server for the entire day. Oh, Weren't you one of those nuts, Vid? Uh, well, yeah, but...
1: <laughs> well, all of this talk about Unity takes us perfectly into the theme for this month's podcast. With so many wonderful things going on in Denis, it seems to be more and more important that we get people up and active, less sitting around in the nasty fountain water, and more exploration and action.
0: And when you're all alone, whether it's in your journey ages, pods, gardens, or a quiet little hood instance of Igura, it's easy to get bored and overlook things. Who knows, the next gathering could result in finding the answer to the next big riddle. In the end, no matter what you do, it's almost always best to do it with good company.
1: And on that note, we can go ahead and take a step forward into this month's great podcast.
0: We've got In-Cavern news reports from Dahl Starbine.
1: Another exciting episode of TCT Talk.
0: The final installment of Torneco's Journal. A musical piece from Ian Moreland. And more exciting segments ahead. This is Vid
1: and Montgomery for, for the, the Cavern, Cavern Today. Day. Podcast 25: Unity, Unity in the in Community. In the community.
2: to TCT News. I'm joined by Nurim, who will start us off for today.
3: Thank you very much, Dolkin. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, since our last update, two new ages have been released to the public, uh, Pei Feren and Tetsunot. Uh, both of these ages are similar to Negolan and Dorina in that they are, in fact, hot ages. Um, would you care to elaborate on those for us, please, Dolkin?
2: Well, Peferen is a desert age, so during the day it's very bright and hot. (laughs) Whereas uh, Tetsunat, being deep under the ocean, is very dark in contrast.
3: Well, it was, yeah, it's certainly very stark in contrast to the other three ages. I believe there are, in fact, some concerns when it was released that um, it hadn't been officially released by the DRC. Uh, but I think that was resolved, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, that was cleared up by Nick White. He confirmed that it was approved by the DRC, however amazing that might be. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, well, I hope that the DRC continues to maintain it. Uh, but it still is a very uh, good addition in- to Hot Ages, particularly in relation to Yishu's latest journey. Um, and there's also some further information on those Hot Ages released a little while back now by Kate Alexander via uh, is in fact, conclusively proved that all of the pod ages are in fact located on the same world and not separate worlds.
2: Yes, the names of the ages appear to come from names of areas on this map that the pods are located in. For example, the desert or continent that Peiferin is located on is actually the name of the continent is Peiferin.
3: That goes for Negolan and Dorina too, as I believe. But Tetsunot is not actually labelled on the map, but I think it's been worked out to lie in the number six spot.
2: Yeah, it appears to be in the ocean.
3: But, uh, no one's actually worked out what the name means yet, though.
2: No, that may doesn't, be doesn't, think doesn't think seem so. That
3: possibly might not be the ocean, but yeah, there's been no conclusive evidence or proof put forward by any members yet. Yes, well, we'll move along. Uh, a new group to the cabin. well, a new group in that they've been recently formed. However, they, their um, aims and ideas are certainly not new. I'm speaking of, of course, the anti-DRC movement. Dolcan, would you mind giving us a brief rundown of the members of the group and what their aims are?
2: Yeah, the main leaders of the group appear to be Sydney Austin, Chloe, and Professor Matt Olson. They appear to have concerns over the information that the DRC has. They're concerned that the DRC is withholding information and also linking books such as Gardernay and Tyranny.
3: They're also concerned over the actual ability and the competence of the DRC to actually oversee what is, in fact, really one of the greatest archaeological finds, if not of the century, ever.
2: Yeah, they discussed at a meeting on Wednesday the 11th that the DRC is withholding several linking books that they according to the anti-DRC movement is trying to conceal that they even have these books. The anti-DRC movement seems to believe that the DRC is not competent enough to manage the cavern at this time.
3: uh, They also stated that the DRC were in possession of Kavir, uh, that Kavir was intact, uh, and also they, they said that the DRC had possession of a a mist, of a mist book, a book to mist, which um, would certainly it's an integral part of much of the recent history of the Denis, as seen through uh, Catherine's journals um, so certainly if these accusations were to be proved uh, true, which uh um, have to say they have not done so yet. Uh, but if they were to be proved true, it would certainly be quite a, a shake-up in the cabinet. Um, but having said that, the ADM are also involved in several other community initiatives, particularly there's been a, there was a recent linguistics event that they were hosting.
2: Uh, yes, uh, a, a real twist that they, they seem to be actually trying to offer help to the DRC rather than uh, being against the DRC. They invited members of the Dunny Linguistic Fellowship, the Guild of Linguists and Dunny Historians as well as any other explorers that happen to be linguists to help to translate any texts or other things that the DRC might have being understaffed as they are.
3: Mm. Well, I think that a lot of the ADM's concerns sprung from not necessarily the DRC itself, but rather specific policies and the like. Yes, we'll see how the ADM situation develops in the coming weeks. Uh, Apart from this specific linguistics event, there are certainly plenty of uh, other community events that are going around in the cabin at the moment. In particular, I think this is a personal favourite of yours, Dolkin, is the Spoken Word Night.
2: Yes, the Spoken Word Night, founded and hosted by our own Vid, was started during the the period of Damala, and it is basically just an event to share anything orally, although you don't have to, it can be shared by text also.
3: Yeah, so the event includes things like, I suppose, poetry, short stories, and the like?
2: Yeah, uh, every Wednesday, the explorers will c- gather in the Uru Obsession neighborhood in the community room to share basically anything that they want to.
3: There's also plenty of, I suppose, just more uh, relaxed events, such as the alternating Up on the Roof party and the Denis cocktail parties as well.
2: Yeah, the Up on the Roof party seems to be more of a dance event, With the course music, whereas the Dunny Cocktail Party seems to be more of a a sit back, relax, and visit with other explorers type event.
3: Well, certainly, regardless of whether you uh, enjoy dance music, I'm sure the Up on the Roof Party is still a great environment in which uh, to develop community and to meet new explorers, develop ties, relationship, which is really, uh, I
2: suppose, a critical element of the community. Oh, yes, definitely.
3: There's also several other initiatives on the new Cavern. One that's been running for quite some time is the Edadelin Stained Glass Project, which is officially endorsed by the DRC. Uh, and it involves uh, making designs that depict, well, restoring designs that depict Edadelin. As I said, this project's been running for some time now, and it closes midnight Mountain Standard Time on April 23rd. So if you have any designs you'd like to submit want them to be assessed.
2: On the note of helping with the restoration, the Great Zero Calibration Room has been open for any explorers who have finished their green and red marker missions. You can now enter the Calibration Room and get the Calibration Marker missions. What happens when you uh, complete those extra marker missions? Along with helping calibrate the Great Zero itself, which, of course, takes a lot of explorers to do, your personal KPS, or Key Positioning System, will be activated, which will allow you to determine your exact position in Dunning units from the Great Zero.
3: So that's the, the system with all the numbers, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it is a, a numerical system. Yeah, I don't know the saying. units, but it's, it's, in, it's in Dunning units.
3: I've never had a good head for numbers myself, Um, but I'm sure it's certainly very useful uh, in exploration, which is another key component of the Restoration. Well, I suppose that's all we have time for.
2: Yes, stay tuned for all the latest news coming in from the Cavern. This is Dalkin Starbine.
3: And this is Nareem, Signing signing off.
4: Hi, this is Steve Crocs from The Cam Today. We at TCT know how hard it can be to get your work out into the community. There are web hosts out there to scalp you for everything you have, and YouTube never does the community's videos justice. So we at TCT would like to offer the TCT Mirror service. If you're a person trying to get your work out there, or a new group looking for a place to set up a web page, you might already have your own website but be overloaded with download requests then we encourage you to come to www.thecamtoday.com and fill out our application form. We don't ask for anything, we would just like to use our resources to give back to the community.
5: Hey everyone, we're back again with another edition of TCT Talk, our roundtable chatterbox about the goings-on in the cavern. This month we have...
4: Janathus.
6: Mowog, Dawkins Starbine. And me,
5: Sherry. There are some new things going on in the cavern, so hey, let's just talk. Let's get it started.
4: Who's been to Payerne? Me. me. Yeah. Me. 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 And what me. a pot it is! <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, um, I, uh, I, I actually linked in there the first time, middle of the night. Middle of the night, middle of the night in Payerne. Middle of the night in Payerne. Saw uh-huh. some beautiful beautiful stars twinkling in the sky, and then got immediately panicked because I looked at the glass, and there are bullet holes in it. Mm -hmm. And I went, okay, who's been shooting at what and why? That was my first, my absolute first instinct. I came back. I think suspicion. (laughs) Yeah, go on.
6: Suspicion uh, really aimed at Douglas Sharper right off the bat there, (laughs) because he's the guy with the bullets usually, so we'll see how this works out. There's been uh, some discussion as to if those are truly bullet holes or if they are just the gravel holes from the, you know, I the fierce
4: winds. be Symbols I thought
6: they that match those
4: symbols on the ground.
2: I, th- I thought they you know, were just from rocks. Yeah. The, but
4: yeah. they seem to be of a uniform size. Yeah. And I thought that
5: was my issue.
4: My like, did, did uh-huh. they correspond to the symbols on the ground? I almost thought that they did, but I didn't stay yeah. long enough to find out.
5: You, you, you know mean, what my other thought was? My other thought was, okay, who brought the gun from Teladon? Uh, yes. Who has been ambushing people inside the pod? Like, be nice, be sweet, quit shooting at people. And, yep, yes. Yeah. yeah, but
4: as as we pointed out before, the avatars don't take much damage. It's
6: not yes. very much, no. No, they mend rather quickly.
4: And just those leaps that we take in uh, Eater <laughs> Uh Don't pretend you haven't. Oh, yes. Yes. See,
6: I've so. wanted to... F- <laughs> I've wanted to Photoshop an image of, like, the landing spot for the Goreson, you know, the Barrow Cave Door jump, or the desert where we fall from the fissure, and have, instead of an abbey, you know, falling there, just have an abbey-shaped hole in the ground, kind of like on the Roadrunner cartoons. Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) It would seem so fitting in a somewhat more... (laughs) Please take care when jumping. (laughs) Yeah, falling from great heights and, you know, dusting ourselves off. ah, boy, that was fun.
5: Now, see, the one thing that I thought was a little troublesome for me with this huge jump in in, Mm Greson, that, you know, you didn't, you you know, you landed there, you kind of stumbled, but why can't we, you know, when you land, why can't you roll and then stand up or something? You're, or, or very matrix, you know, land with one knee and, you know, your head uh-huh. on the ground. You know. yeah, I do well, know. you know. I'm, I'm uh, crazy like that.
6: Yeah. After the Fisher jump, when we land at the cliff, we actually do, you know, take a tumble, you know, to break our yeah. fall, kind of like a parachute jumper would land.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the little things. But the bullet uh-huh. holes, now, we've all gone back later in the day. And, you know, it was really funny because when I looked at the ground and saw the little pads for pay, I immediately associated with the map because I was like, okay, is one of them Dorino and then one of them Negalon or another one? That's a very good point.
6: Yes. um, And that was my first thought. I saw a um, a kind of a teaser shot on the Uru Live site first that showed the uh, window and the shafts of sunlight coming through. And then mm -hmm. I found out about the pads on the floor. I first saw those when there was no sunlight coming through so my thought was okay as the sun passes over this pod each of those shafts of light passes over a a symbol in turn and activates the gate in a corresponding pod but as it turns out the sunlight uh, touches all four of them at once uh so that theory yeah. went <laughs> so much for that theory
5: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And it was so funny the first time that I I actually was there when the sunlight was sitting in the right spot, you know, because you see them start to glow. And I sat there and was just like watching them in first person and they glow brighter and brighter and brighter. And what Uh was so funny is that the gates downstairs, I was watching them and I hear bong, 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 bong. I was like, Oh my God! It's downstairs. So uh-huh. Run! Grab the ladder. <laughs> and this is the one moment I wish that we could just take a flying leap off the top. Uh, of the I was just about to say head 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 that. That's
4: don't you know? those times when yeah. you just yeah. want to just jump over the ladder. Uh huh. You
6: know, yeah, safety yeah. first. Uh, it's like the phone. Uh, hey. <laughs> the phone's she, ringing downstairs. She, you know. Yeah,
5: yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where you're hauling butt and you're just like, Kate, mm-hmm. don't leave without me, because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. taking a flying leap yeah. through the thing like Superman. Now the other
6: thing is. You would almost think that with the sunlight illuminating all four pads at once, that it would activate mm-hmm. all four gates at once. But apparently that's not the case. They must work on time zones. So I suppose it's up to us to understand that yes. Pfefferent's gate activates when the four pads are lit. And the others okay. are activated simply based on the time zones there. So,
5: yeah, but, yeah, Okay, the map. All right, then Moog, shine some light on. Oh, God, that's so, to so speak. funny. That is no no pun intended, but shine some light on the map. Oh, it's written right here. We what do you see, mean?
7: Oh.
5: <laughs> no, uh, you see that, you know, we see the numbers on the pods so we know where everything is. But right. there are more pods there, apparently. Yes, there are. Yeah. There are a ton more pods. So, I mean, we usually go in force. Mm -hmm. You know, everything that we have encountered so far, we've gone in fours. Mm -hmm. And it's really weird because, you know, like, I think, isn't that section of the bookshelf filled now with, it's not. No, it's not. We have one left. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So I think the whole four thing kind of works, but I Mm -hmm. I don't know. um, Because I didn't bother to count how many pods there were on the map. How Mm -hmm. many pods are there on the map?
6: That's a good question. I don't know.
5: Okay. Got to look that up.
6: A mm-hmm. fair few.
5: A fair few. Yeah, I know. And what's the supposedly the name of this age that we are in that contains the pods? I don't even know. Uh, is there a name for that age?
4: Not that I've seen. Which makes you wonder why the pods have individual names. If
6: yeah, because yeah, they are place. not ages yeah. in themselves or locations in an age.
5: Yeah, it's, it's just weird. I mean, the pods are just random weirdness. Yeah.
2: Like, why is America called America and... Europe called Europe, you know, could
5: be an area name. Well, it's yes. on planet Earth.
2: Yeah. You know, that uh, apparently the, the dunny were studying the planet, at least that part of it, extensively. Or maybe Since the names
4: have a deeper meaning. Mm.
2: Well, maybe oh, that's dear. A... <laughs> maybe maybe
4: maybe these are Mr. maybe not dunny numerals, but something to speak of the location they are placed in. Yeah. Yes. Remember, remember that warning about you know we're we're too close to the mosaic to see the, how the pieces fit together. Yeah, yes. Rawa said that. Very yeah,
6: yeah. Well, it could be something to that. Very
4: bad. true. So, moving on. Moving
6: yes. on. At last, the
5: g- great um, zero.
4: For the first time in my entire history of playing Uru online, I now have functional KPS. The key positioning
6: system. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And this is the first time that I've actually completed all of the marker missions. In the past, I'd attempted to complete them, but there were always two or three that wouldn't register the markers when I tried to turn them in. And so you can never actually complete everything. Uh, So this is its very cool. Now, I I completed the missions for the first time Saturday night, I think, two days ago. And um, I didn't really see any difference... Well, my you know calibration didn't appear, and so I thought, well, do I have to lock these in somehow or what? So I clicked the blue button for the first mission again, and then ended up resetting it. So I had to replay it, and then when I tried to link to the Nexus to you know to go to the Great Zero to turn the markers in again, I got a black screen and uh, Uru froze. It was like two or three times. So <laughs> so, so the city froze over solid. It was amazing. <laughs>
7: And he can I slide
6: down the staring. center of the Great Staircase. <laughs> no. Um, no, I got the black screen with the active hotspots at the bottom. You know that.
4: Oh, one, of, one of those ones where the lights went out and you just couldn't see. I gotcha. That's what it um, was, yeah. yeah.
6: Um, guys? Oh, this is yeah. in Cavern.
5: I, I have never completed a marker mission, but oh. here's what's worse. In the log... The other day uh-huh. when I logged in and I was gonna go and see what time of day it was in Payifren, uh-huh. um, well, it everything went kind of kerflop, really? and I got caught on black screen with clickables and everything like that. So my first time I go and get a rezang, and yes. the whole thing was is that I didn't know that it's a chat that pops up in a window that's separate from Uru. I was waiting for a, a rezang to pop up in front of me, in game, uh-huh. uh, in world. But uh, it was really funny because uh, I come back to the chat page and he's and he's like, "Sure, can I help you?" I was like, "Oh, hi! How are you?" Well, I thought you were going to pop up in fr- in front of me in Cameron. Mm-hmm. And what was so funny is you that didn't rub they the lamp. said that there was yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> there were uh, there were issues with the uh, pods and that they were having server issues. Interesting. So okay. Like, well, that might explain that. Yeah, I, could, that then. I couldn't yeah. get over to Payifrin, so that might have a. Uh, uh, bearing on things, I don't know. But let me May tell you, related, I, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying seeing, you know, hearing the zap and all that other big fun stuff that comes with the GZ.
6: It isn't actually it's working struts. for me yet. Yeah. Really? Does,
4: sure? it Does it automatically
6: start when you complete the missions?
4: When when I completed the last mission, I went and looked at the machine just to make sure that it registered my time yeah. on my last mission. Yeah. And then I came out and I, I Had to bring up the key to see if the numbers were popping up. I'm like, oh, there's nothing. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, big surprise. Uh And then I closed it. And like, well, I'll just check again. I brought up and there, there were the numbers.
6: Really? Okay. I'll I'll try again. The middle one was
4: negative five. Yeah. Standing there at the machine, that is. Right. Right.
5: Uh, All right. That means field trip. You guys got to take me on marker marker missions.
4: They are really, really a lot of
6: fun. Yeah. You know, oh, I enjoy the marker hunt. Yeah, I love them. Yeah.
5: I I've been back into the cathedral before. It, oh, yeah. for those of you who don't who don't know what the cathedral is, that's the little back area of the GZ. Right. Um, but um, when I went back there and I stuck my head in there, there are all there are the little symbols that are next to the like number of you know markers in the mission. Yeah. And yes. Like yes. That. But those little symbols, I don't know where. They, what they mean?
4: <laughs> the symbols are actually. Do you mean the numeric symbols, or do you mean the symbols the of like where one. they're at?
5: The, the other ones of where they're at. Because I realized the that graphical one of them symbols. Is, yeah. Yeah. The graphic symbols. I realized that one of them was the library.
6: Yeah. Right. And yeah. Another
5: one is the 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 uh, the great stair.
6: Okay.
5: I I know that, but there are some that are very foreign to Yeah.
4: That. There's well, the one Dakota of them building. looks like yeah. kind of like a comb. That one is the auditorium. Right. Uh huh. Oh. Which is okay. it's kind of it's weird because it's denoting a, a uh, appearance that you don't see because you don't usually see it from the outside. It's the apostrophe noting. Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah.
5: Hang on. Is can I go? Like you know when you're buzzing around the city and there the the signposts that have the you know this symbol that way. It, They're the same is symbols. Re- okay. Yeah. We can use those. All right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. You can usually I'm, like I'm guess pretty go close. i hide again.
6: Uh, there's one symbol that looks like a couple of of Japanese gateways, you know, and that's the uh-huh. hood, for example. That's your hood. Mm. Um, there is also the Dakota building. Um,
5: uh-huh.
4: And let's see what else. Just
5: So those symbols denote where in the vicinity those markers are? Yeah,
4: yeah. but in some cases it's just a starting point. Yeah, because they where, can be spread oh. all, the, all over the, the place. The nearest <laughs> marker is near that spot, but you are going to be walking all the way across the city to finish it. Yeah. So, okay. okay. Uh I tried, first I started out, I'm just going to take my time and have fun with the market missions. Mm -hmm. After three missions, uh, the lag, even in my instance, was becoming uh, problematic. Really? And so the next day, I went in and started the missions. I'm like, hey, there's no lag. All right, and I just kept going, and before I knew it, I was done. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Those annoying ones where you have to jump off the bridge. Yeah, and I got that one on the first try this time, for the first time ever. That one,
6: there's like two or three of them. Oh, the one, yeah. Uh, there is one where you jump off of the library ledge. Uh, there is another where
4: okay, where you jump off Dakota Alley, and there's two off the bridge. Yes, yeah, true. And there's also, of course, the ones in the cracks in the canyon. Right. Yeah.
5: Well, I'm going to need somebody brave to go with me and do my marker <laughs> missions because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I I would be a noob to the marker missions. So.
6: You know what I That's found good. out with the marker missions, they tend to be very captivating. And mm-hmm. you find yourself glued to your computer until late at night thinking, just one more mission. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you <laughs> so know, I, I did that just the first time when mission. I did ABM. <laughs> you know, it's one more age. Just one more age. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs>
4: I've been good. <laughs> yes.
5: Yeah, well, I'll only get six hours of sleep, but that's okay because we're mm-hmm. more age. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'll just drink more coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, see,
5: no, I never drink coffee when I am in Uru. Mm-hmm. Because if I drank coffee while I was in Uru, you guys already know I'm spastic. That I'm just like bouncing off the walls. But if I drank really? coffee during that, no. i like, uh-huh. oh, <laughs> you can just... I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm yes. sorry. That's, uh, that's okay. That's okay. No, but, you know, I, I am. I, but, you know, I accept that about myself. Uh-huh. But if I drank coffee, let me tell you, I'd be like, why isn't this opening? Wasn't this? Come on, let's go, let's go. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. And, and mm-hmm. no, we don't want Sherry like that. Like yes. Put her on a Xanax, <laughs> light a candle, mm-hmm. put on the soothing music. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. That's what we
4: need a little more of in Kevin. We need uh, some soothing music.
5: Ew. I'm serious. Because Let's go to the
4: gallery. The-
5: No, 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 no. The gallery music absolutely drives me insane now.
6: I love the gallery music. Well, maybe because we've seen it so many times, maybe that's it.
5: (laughs) That's what it is. Yeah. But, you know, I prefer the one up in the Hall of Kings. Yeah. That's that's soothing. That's a
6: beautiful piece. And I love the library music, too. Interior, especially.
5: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Now, you know what? We're starting to see books starting to pop up in the museum. Yeah. So I guess that we – is it just me, or do you think you, we're going to see those uh, books starting to pop up in the library as well? Wouldn't I just want to run down
4: and pull back the curtain.
5: Yeah. I want to meet you. the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> me too. You know where, you know where I want to go? Guildhall. That's been blocked off for four Definitely years. Definitely, yes. I'm like, I'll, I've got to find some way to wedge myself in between those the, the mm-hmm. barriers and just get over there and mm-hmm. run back there because I want to see where that lamp is.
6: That you know, and the concert like, hall. Yeah. Yes,
5: yes. I mean, what yeah. what are we going to have the the Dunny uh, you know, symphony orchestra? Wouldn't I, that I would be? love that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. would be, you know, with unique little instruments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Guild of musicians, you know. Uh-huh. Guild of musicians is having it. i so a, found that. I, uh-huh. You know, that would be a lot of fun. But anyway, uh shall we cover the next bullet point or are we yeah. uh okay. Go right uh, ahead. Updates to Sharper's Journal. Okay, fill me in, guys. I am lost. Every time I go to see Sharper's Journal, it's the same old journal. I'm not seeing any new entries. Are yeah. you sure? What's? Yeah, I am. I'm positive. Have you looked so recently? I the, yeah, I flipped through last huh. week.
6: Yeah, there are like, some Whoa. references to the hunts in Negalon, and it mentions a couple of our fellow explorers by name, Reels Chief among them. And, uh, Yay, Reels! Yes, yeah. Yeah, indeed. And it's great to see the story developing and really, you know, taking in some of the explorers themselves, as it did back in the early days with his journals.
5: Yeah, and see, for me, I mean, I, I, I really am curious as to whether or not we're going to see more and more explorers introduced into the storyline. Because this whole thing that's happening with Reels, I could not be happier yeah. I mean yeah. Rills is absolutely a phenomenal guy and uh-huh. and just may Yavo and Navarro bless him for all of the work that he's doing with the zoological society. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Rills. Yeah. Okay, so
6: kudos to Rills.
5: Yep. So what what else does uh What else is Sharper saying? Did Sharper return his motorboat, by the way? I heard that uh, Denis Motorboat Reynolds is looking for him. He's owed them quite a bit of
6: money. (laughs) He's way overdue on that rental.
4: (laughs) Now, the the thing I noticed is that he uh, mentioned seeing Kate and going, oh, here we go again.
5: Yeah. (laughs) No, he didn't. He does mention
6: Kate.
4: (gasps) Yeah.
5: He mentioned the Kate? The Kate. The Kate. That's, I'm sorry, I call her the Kate, because I have no idea, I've never met her in Cavern. Nor have I. Yeah, yeah, and I'm the wait-and-see girl when it comes to her, but, Mm -hmm. oh man, if, wait, wait, if Sharper and her aren't getting on, I mean, who does she get along with in the DRC? Does she get along with anybody?
4: I don't think Sharper ever got along with the authority figures in the DRC. No, no.
5: Hey, have we heard anything about Phil...
6: Not for a long, long time. I think it's still assumed that he was killed in the fall, in the guild hall. Uh, I don't believe that. Totally myself, I'm kind of wondering myself. I think he's out there somewhere. But I hope we find out
4: someday. Yeah, yeah. Elvis is still alive, too. Who's?
6: Well, yeah. <laughs> like that's news,
4: I said, and Elvis is still alive, too,
6: yeah, you oh. just think he left the building, <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway, yeah, I'd love to see Phil come back. that would be such a phenomenal plot twist,
5: yeah, yeah. that would, yeah, I, you know, I don't know i'm i you know I'm just sitting back and just watching all this stuff because you know real life has a tendency of getting in the way of what we you know do in cavern normally so I feel mm-hmm. like I'm kind of kinda of behind but I'm 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 hoping I'm keeping up with you guys at least a little bit. Yeah. And uh, because you know it's such a diverse kind of thing and I think we're starting to really see storyline taking shape, aren't we?
6: Yes, yes we are. Yeah but get back in and check Sharper's journal. Oh, there are okay, neat I'm things there. Yeah several read. pages worth yeah. All right. Link
5: womp, yeah, <laughs> whoa, whoa, that's me. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, well, speaking of all that and all the new things coming, what's going on on the DRC site with the upcoming
6: ages?
4: Well, a couple of uh, important names are popping up there. We have uh,
6: mm-hmm.
4: Anone Temple. Oh, great. And uh, Erkana are both a level, to phase 5, Anone Temple, phase 5 approval scheduled for four twelve oh seven. So, I'll be thrilled to see the Path of the Shale Ages again. And um Arcana is ovens test failure third time recommended delay, and that was March second, two thousand seven. <laughs> and no wait, Arcana was all
6: about delays.
4: <laughs> exactly. Or at least
6: waiting for things to happen. Yeah. So I'm looking at all the
4: level fives, some of which we have. Uh-huh. Um neighborhood Corel is level five, but delay. Yeah. Nothing no mm-hmm. further information.
5: Anything f- gone to level four all right. recently?
4: I see Tetsu not. I I, I want to say Tets not because so like, I want to ignore the O in the middle. Uh-huh. Phase four approval, March fifth, two thousand seven. Well, okay, good. so
5: that's that's an up and comer. Hope to see yeah. it soon. Mm.
4: What I'm interested in is, is um, I don't know because don't a temple. Just mm-hmm. keep swimming.
5: Just keep swimming. <laughs> <Yes>. Is uh, <laughs>
4: waiting for stability report, March eighteenth, two thousand seven. Yeah. Yes. But it's still on level four, so we're not well, quite to five yet. Just keep yet. linking,
2: just keep linking. Yes. Um,
5: you know what I would suggest to the scientists, if they're mm-hmm. going to introduce any type of vehicle, um, yes. paddle, paddle boats, you know, the oh, ones where definitely. you paddle, yeah. boats Two in person paddle boats Two-person paddle boats. Two-person paddle boats, where you pedal, and then, you know, it'll take you different places. I think that yeah. would be so And they could
4: look fun. like swans, you know. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could use our hands for a change.
5: No, a giant quab. Quab. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, Are, is anybody going to have a quab cookout in their uh, hmm. anone when the uh, water comes? I think yes. question.
4: I think I've seen people with uh, little animated quab gifts. Really? Yeah. I think they're very tricky to catch, though.
5: I'm a quab connoisseur, you, usually, you know. You
6: usually, tend to dive for the water as soon as you get close to them.
5: Yeah, and I think that's half the problem that hey,
6: chicken. You know what? See if It tastes like chicken. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I, I, w- I would definitely say it's a combination of uh, lobster and shrimp. You yeah. Know, that kinda, yeah. That kind of meaty flavor, but I think I so. know, with no
4: claws. Have.
5: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, but we don't kill things. Oops, my bad. Uh, I'll go vegetarian then. <laughs> I'll, crystal salad, please. No. Uh, yes. <laughs> crystal salad uh, with space dressing. Yes, that's mm-hmm. it. That's what we've got when you go down Anone. But yeah. I don't know. I'm just looking forward to little beach parties and, gosh, people are going to be just stuffing people inside watery Anones until the yes. end of time. Yes. They're going to be like party, and you know I they're going to be crashing them.
4: <laughs> I think some of the uh, the Star Trek and Star Wars fans will be in the, the space Anone. Yes. Yeah.
6: You know, that was breathtaking and, to see, by the way, back in the day.
4: And some of the uh, some of the jazz fans will probably be in the uh, the unfinished one.
6: Hey, did either of you guys ever play Mm. The Path of the Shell Ages as multiplayer on the Huru Shard?
4: No, Uh, I didn't.
6: Way back when. uh, Ty and I, uh, on a couple of occasions, went to Arcana together, and explored together. And, of course, it was still the original form of that age. It wasn't really set up for multiplayer, but it was fascinating. Uh, One of the things that was... Was I think the most interesting was I stationed myself out in the mixing vats where they you know the you dump the you know the ground up <laughs> harvest of whatever and you mix it up to make the pellets and a tie was up in the control room working the controls to start the stirring mechanisms or to unlock the ladders or to empty the tanks and open the doors in the bottom. I was watching it all happen out there, and if you're playing single player, it's impossible to see that and um it gave me the strong impression that, you know, there is a lot going on in Uru that we just never
4: see as single players. And, yeah. uh, well, that's one of those things like when you go to the, the, the pyramid in Kadesh. Yes, yes. That you see the, the structure move from the outside. Mm-hmm.
6: Which I have yet to really? do with somebody
4: else triggering. Yeah, really? yeah. the whole ball up there
6: rotates to you know aim down toward the floor. Yeah. Really? And, oh, for I example, if that. you go to uh, Teladon, with somebody else and work the the vapor miner, the gun. Mm -hmm. It's really very interesting because you can see a blast of steam come from the barrel of it. You can see the bullets impact, the projectiles impact on the walls or whatever else you shoot at. Uh, You see the bellows on the side of the pedestal compress as the gun fires. And as your friend operates the controls to aim it, you can see the barrel rise and fall and, and rotate from one side to the other. It's all the things you don't see if you're just doing it by yourself.
5: Oh, my gosh. So it's one of those things, explore together and explore together often.
6: Yes, yeah, <laughs> the is going to be big that way. And the cool thing is, if you've been through these ages so many times on your own, if you go there with somebody else, you might see something that you've never seen before simply because it wasn't available in that, yeah. that uh, single-person okay. view. Now-
5: I have a question for you guys because Mm -hmm. I couldn't get it to work when I played teapots. Um, When you're in Arcana and you're driving the Harvester, does the Harvester ever return back to its original position where you ride it from?
4: Unless
6: you tell it to. Yeah, there's a call button, isn't there?
5: Oh, I didn't know that because I was going to say, hey rides, woohoo.
6: See, I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time. But what I'd like to see is eventually, if we can make that age fully operational, if you ever looked at the the call button cart calls the part of it that separates, I believe. It calls the hopper, yeah, back up out of the out of the grinder uh, location. But if you noticed on the sides of the um of the harvester itself, it's got two cutter arms, kinda like you see, you know, guys cutting grass with on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. That drop down to either side, and I guess they are like reciprocating, you know, cutters like lawnmowers. And presumably they harvest the you know the vegetation or the mushroomy, you know, stalk type plants that grow in that canyon. And deposit them in the hopper in front of you. I wonder if we'll get to do that. I mean, uh, in the initial version, the uh, cutter bars were, you know, just folded up out of the way. And you can never do anything with them. And wasn't there a lever on the harvester that didn't do anything? Yes. Uh, Yeah, so so. I wonder if it works those cutter bars.
5: Oh, no. I remember Arcana now. That's the one where you go, and if you go down into that hole, you're hosed. You have to go... (laughs) You have what? to link out to a
6: Well, it's one of the places oh, where that, that happens. Hole. Yeah, yeah.
5: I remember that hole. I do, too, because like I so sorely Gleason. wanted to see.
6: Yes, oh. exactly. And I so badly wanted to see what was on the far side of that hole and around the corner in the canyon where the rails disappeared. And I played with fly mode back in the day but never managed to do it in Arcana. And uh, I'd sure like to see what's around that corner.
5: <laughs> I remember being so steamed because I was, you know, when you're... I mean, we're explorers, and so we go and we study every nook and cranny yeah, in these yeah. ages. And I got myself down into the hole. I'm like, no, there's got to be a way I can get back up. No, mm-hmm. yeah.
6: oh, there's so. a way. It's called a Relto Linking Book. Yeah, yeah,
5: I know. Yeah, and that's the only just, way. I remember being steamed about that. But here's <laughs> here's something for you guys. Hmm. In all of this, um, I there are some things like in Mist Five that you see that are so very much like what we have right now. Yes. And, you know, because I'm replaying Myst 5 right now, trying mm-hmm. to get to dream. I'm trying to get to dream so very badly. Myst 4? I'm sorry, 4. Myst 4. four. four, yeah. four yeah. My yeah. bad, 4. Anyway, <sighs> kill me. Gosh, I am just not on the <laughs> stick today. Uh, no, in Myst 4, we, uh, you know, you see so many little things that are just like what we've got. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, no, that's Myst Five because I'm thinking about Ben and all that. Yes. Sorry, I'm getting my missed games all muddled <laughs> up. It's just one giant world. I am an Uruite, you, know, you know. Just yes. I'm getting it all muddled. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, when I think about Nolaban and all the ages that we saw in Mist Five, and I'm like thinking to myself, Hmm, I wonder if we're ever going to see that. Yeah. Here, in Uru. Mm-hmm. Because you know there are so many things that we could do there. Um, yeah. Which one was the ride with the? Uh, you got into the little pod and you went through the waterfalls. Which one was that? Was that in five? Or four? Or was that in Teapots?
2: No. Was thing I'm thinking
5: of.
6: Oh, yeah. Is was, was in Teapots. That was Anone. Yeah. Was that? Yeah.
5: Oh, jeez. That's where you actually gosh, made I'm
6: your way to the control old. room and could see the machinery with the four spheres.
5: That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. My I'm sorry. My brain is just not working today. Well,
6: see, it's right. been a long time since I even played the Path of the oh, Shell. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert.
2: Spoiler alert. They yeah, they true. have yeah. oh my gosh.
4: Oh goodness. Here we go again. I don't they know who got... appointed you a spoiler police.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought <laughs> I Don't it. mess with the man. Don't mess with him. <laughs> just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Just just because he will put the the, the, the hammer of modley smack down on you. Yes. Just don't mess with him.
6: <laughs> well should we move on to the last bullet point? Yes. Yeah. This is one of my Let's favorites. Dance, baby. The dances. Yeah, the dances have changed. You may have noticed that we really can do, dance do, now. Do, even, do, do,
4: do, that's do, right, do. even the guys can really <laughs> dance. Well, I don't know. I think the girls have taken their definite step back.
5: I yeah I'm I'm agreeing with that because they got the arms flailing in the air and I'm like I don't mm-hmm. dance like that.
4: I'm, I'm like well, is, it looks like, it's like some kind of a like a tribal worship dance. <laughs> there I mean. you
5: go, mm-hmm. that's what I thought it was. I was uh-huh. she was like oh, na-na-na-na, oh na-na-na-na. I was like whoa go oh, well,
4: go. I kind of, kind of, kind of hear an Ooga-chukka, Ooga-chukka. <laughs> Yeah there you go.
5: Yeah. <laughs> She's she getting down with the tribal rhythms. Mm-hmm. I even I tried, like,
4: tried tried try and find music for that because I, I created a female Abby just so I could like record the dance. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I can't find the right music to really embody that. Yeah.
5: <laughs> you know, but the one thing with the old girl dance, mm-hmm. she matched the tune Burn You Up, Burn You Down by Peter Gabriel. Yeah. She matched it. She was actually with the rhythm of Burn You Up, Burn You Down. And makes I you wonder and if there's a the
6: connection beat. there somewhere. Yeah.
5: I thought so too because uh-huh. every time I go and visit Zandy I dance cuz he's got the mm-hmm. good Peter Gabriel going mm-hmm. and you know what I'm I'm sorry I'm just going to have to put a uh, boombox in my backpack and take <laughs> it down to cavern because mm-hmm. I cannot live with the, ooh, the yes. you know, the music in Relto, it's like, okay, come on, let, let's let's pop in some rage against the machine, or, or something really cool, and... Uh, what did
4: the machine do to you? Okay. Stack dump. Oh, sorry. Yeah, stack dump, yeah.
5: <laughs> Don't tell me, I'm going to take my revenge. No, but, uh, no, I would, you know, it, some Mozart, for goodness sakes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna go through Kaddish, then you know, how about some nice little Mozart sure. or or something cool? You Enjoy know, that natural beauty with some
6: appropriate music. Yeah, yeah. I'll
4: bring I'll bring some Enigma.
5: Yeah, right on. No, um, but the dances, I mean, she doesn't match any music now. She's kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, got the arms flailing in the air, look like I got an eel stuck in my shorts. Here we go. <laughs>
6: yep. You know, <laughs> she
5: she just looks like she got an eel stuck in her shorts. So. <laughs> I don't know.
6: Do you have a real occurrence I... you're basing this on, or <laughs>
5: <laughs> actually, um, me and eels? Believe it or not, uh-huh. I've had some pop out of walls and tried to bite my fingers. So really, yeah, I, yeah. Scuba I, diving. Remember, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the one who's been bit like five times by sharks. I'm the one who got bit wow. in the butt by a shark. Yeah.
4: Huh? What did you do to the poor shark?
5: I didn't. I was a naturalist <puh, puh, puh. at Shark Reef oh. at Mandalay Bay. Oh, that's neat. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is yeah, so I was cool. A, I was the first girl naturalist to dive the main exhibit. Well, you told uh, me you were a chipmunk. Sharks. I, I was a chipmunk over at uh, Disney. I was an yeah, emergency yeah. chipmunk.
4: Oh, huh. goodness. Yeah, you I
5: never know when you chipmunk.
6: need a chipmunk, yeah. We're, we're just
4: spiraling <laughs> out of control here. Yeah,
5: we are. No, no, <laughs> no. You
4: know, there's a, there's a uh, track that they play on uh, Tech TV, or Tech TV, mm-hmm. tw- uh, This Week in Tech, uh, mm-hmm. On MacBreak Weekly, when they just they have just completely lost the topic, <laughs> and they go
7: red hole.
6: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Said, don't you wish they had a chipmunk avi
4: in uh, in Uru, no, and you could you know, kind I of do your afraid. old thing? I we should have it. We should have a Sherry say Rat hole or chipmunk hole, and I'll yeah, take it and I'll go. tweak it in uh, audacity, and, and then we'll get to the high pitch. You know.
6: Chipmunk hole.
4: would it be fun. Well,
6: if we had Abby's for like our favorite cartoon characters or something like that, and we could—I
5: <laughs> yeah, know you, I know you, Moog, you would walk around as Mickey Mouse.
6: Oh, I you might. Would. Yeah, or you would. We could you know, chase each other around a gura as as the Roadrunner and the Coyote. You know. <laughs> oh
5: dear God!
6: <laughs> and the Coyote could do these jumps mm-hmm. off like the you know the library ledge and kind of freeze in midair. And hold up a sign that says "bye bye" yeah, or whoa. something.
7: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: Here we go again.
4: You know, they should or, do um, you know, Relto and they did a, a, a April Fools thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where we your your character switched gender. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So I log we in. Got and got like, in I'm like, my monk is bald and muscular, and then I'm mm-hmm. I've got a female monk who is. Mm-hmm. Uh, long lovely blonde locks I'm like what this is not my monk uh huh <laughs> <laughs> this is not my beautiful oh, no. monk yeah oh
5: no 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 over in there it, there was a bug that turned some people they 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 transgendered their avatars <laughs> it was really funny one of my friends ran up to me was completely outside of of course boxer shorts and a and a T shirt, mm-hmm. ran up to me and said, Oh my God, I'm a man I said, Oh dear and she goes, Do you have any clothes I can have? Because I don't have any clothes. They're all for girls And I was uh-huh. like, Oh dear God And it was actually a bug.
7: Oh jeez, It's
5: just oh yeah. Don't <laughs> want to be run around like that. Me personally I, I I have gotten my avatar where I really, really like her uh-huh. in cavern. I've got you know, because what's so funny is if you look at me I I have the exact same clothes in my closet. I have Ann Taylor loft, you know, the yes. the long um, cargo pants. And uh-huh. I have the long sleeve t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And so it's really funny because I actually made my avatar look exactly like one of the things, in one of the outfits in my closet. Mm-hmm. So when I do a dance, <laughs> so that when I do a dance, I look like I do it in real life. Yay.
0: Uh-huh.
5: Anyway, going, <laughs> trying to steer us. Gently back on the topic.
4: <laughs> as as Sherry throws her body, you know, to the wind <laughs> on the steering wheel, back we go. I just I'm imagine sorry. her, like, sliding across the, uh, the top of the steering wheel on the boat. Here we go.
5: Uh-huh. <laughs> Never, ever let me steer the boat. <laughs> okay, but I think that wraps us up, doesn't it?
4: That about does do, it. Yeah. Do, we,
5: do we cover it all? Okay. Uh, and well, then it's, some. It's, we'll
4: never have it all covered. But. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, then let's. Wrap Who needs to cover it,
4: it all anyway? Well,
5: that's very true. Yeah. Uh, so, for the cavern today, this is Ben.
4: Moog, Janathus. Dawkins Starbine.
5: And me, Sherry, signing
4: off. Bye bye.
6: This is Moag again, bringing you the sixth and last installment in our series, The Journals of Echo, based on the in-character journals kept by Explorer and TCT teammate Echo during her adventures in the Ages of Uru. As before, spoilers have been edited out. Each installment has covered a specific age. Last time, we shared Tora's adventures in Kaddish Tolesa. In this final chapter, we'll join Tora back at the cleft and in her relto. I'll be playing the part of the explorer who finds Torah's journals, and Galen will again portray Torah. So sit back and enjoy. For Uru veterans, think back to your own first time in the ages. And for new explorers, think of these journals as your preview to the wonderful adventures to come. Wow, what a treat it's been to read Tora journals and to see the entire adventure again through her eyes. I see that this is the last chapter in her journal, and I must confess that I'll sorely miss these special times here on the Dakota rooftop, sharing the thoughts that Tora recorded as her journey unfolded. Like so many of us, she immersed herself in this grand adventure and made these worlds her world. And yet, (laughs) have any of us actually met Torah? She's as much a mystery as anything we've found in the ages. Just like Catherine and Atris, the only memory we have of her is this journal. Well, perhaps, someday, in some age, we'll finally meet and share our experiences firsthand. Perhaps.
8: Returning I have given the last pillar back. Each pillar's return cracked my rel to a little wider, until a fissure was ripped open. I have seen this fissure before. In mist, in riven. Written in the Book of Atrus. This is something that cannot be written or represented properly. It must be seen, experienced personally. I wonder if it's the same for astronauts. We people of Earth look at pictures of space, but the astronauts who see it firsthand are the only ones who can really know what that experience feels like. And so it is with this. I'm a lone traveler, explorer, looking down into the endless depths of the starry fissure. How many ages are connected here? Is every star another world? What journeys those could be! Journey. Hmm. I must finish mine. Staring down into the starry fissure, I know what I must do. Once more into the breach, dear friends. I jump. The cleft. I have returned to the cleft. I have returned as the Baro have returned. The ending becomes the beginning. The beginning is the ending, and this whole journey is a circle. I entered the symbols of the Baro cave into the imager. Yisha speaks. She gives me relto and clothing. She shows me a linking book. It's only from the imager, and and yet... I press my hand to the glowing page, and I link. It's raining here at the cleft. Life returns. Flowers in the desert the volcano blooms with blue flowers I have looked but Sandy is not here is this another time is this out of time three barrow on the volcano one sees me Relto one more page it's raining on Relto Perhaps the tree will grow. This is the end of one journey and the beginning of another. Time for a new journal as well. I will leave this journal full of my thoughts in Denis. Explorers come, for I have followed others and more will follow me. Perhaps one of them will find this journal. Read my thoughts. Fellow explorers, this is my journey. This path you have walked as well. Our journeys are connected. Some day we will meet in Denis. I will meet you there. And we can share our stories as as I've shared mine here. This is not the end, though my writing is done. As cliche as it sounds, this is only the beginning.
6: so concludes our feature, The Journals of Torin Echo. As always, we'd like to thank Cyan Worlds for the music and sound effects heard in these episodes. We'd also like to extend our sincere thanks to you, our listeners. In closing, I'd like to share a short letter that I received from Torah herself. Torin Echo writes, Galen and Moak, thank you for sticking with The Journals of Torin Echo all the way through. Galen, you have been a great voice actor for my voice, and I enjoyed the sound effects you added in. Moag, you have been great fun to work with, and this couldn't have turned out so well without all your wonderful editing. I will miss working with both of you on this project and wish you luck in all your endeavors. Also, I would like to thank Sherry for stepping in and helping out when we were in need of another voice actress. Shora Bashem. And with that, we leave you. For The Cavern Today, this is Moag signing off.
5: It's Sherry again for The Cavern Today, bringing you a new segment entitled Keeping Clean in the Cavern. It's just a few tips and friendly reminders about cavern hygiene to keep you healthy and safe. This month, we'll be talking about Explorer's Foot. You might know it better by the name of its surface counterpart, Athlete's Foot. Now, being that our main mode of transportation in Cavern is walking, you would definitely want to maintain good hygiene for your feet. After a hard day of exploring, it's important to make sure that you avoid the dreaded explorer's foot. You know what I'm talking about, that itchy sensation between your toes that can be accompanied by soreness and redness. Explorer's foot is caused by a fungus. Fungi commonly grow on or in the top layer of the skin and may or may not cause infections. Fungi grow best in warm, moist areas such as the area between your toes. "'Explorer's foot is easily spread. "'That's right, it's contagious. "'You can get it by touching the affected area "'of a person who has it. "'More commonly, you can pick up the fungi "'by going barefoot in shared areas, uh, "'such as uh, ages in someone's pools "'or maybe the floor in someone else's relto.'" The fungi then grow in the warm and moist environment of your footwear, especially if it is tight so that little air can move around your feet. A great way to avoid explorer's foot is to keep your feet cool, clean, and dry. Make sure that you link to your relto and dry your feet thoroughly and change your shoes and socks after exploring in wet ages like those spots in Kaddish, Eder Chemo, Eder Gira, Eder Sogal, or if you've been soaking your feet in your relto pool. You can avoid the dreaded explorer's foot by wearing leather shoes or sandals that allow your feet to breathe. If you've got them, wear cotton socks to absorb sweat. Also, make sure to change your socks at least twice a day. Try using baby powder on your feet to keep the moisture down. Most importantly, though, don't forget to place your shoes on your relto steps if it's not raining, or head over to the dry parts of Ettergyra to let your shoes dry out completely, letting them dry for at least 24 hours before you use them again. To relieve your symptoms, wash your feet well in the pool below your waterfall in your relto, then dry them thoroughly, making sure to dry those little bitty places between your toes as well. For this podcast, Staying Clean in the Cavern is brought to you by Denisinek. X, your surefire way to kill explorer's foot, Denise X, keeping you in stride in the cavern. And, for the Cavern today, this is Sherry, signing off.
4: Don't go yet, we're almost done, but we have one more trick up our sleeve. Before we share that though, we'd like to give thanks to all of our fans new and old for listening. We'd also like to thank Vid for the opening and conclusion of this podcast, Montgomery for the opening, Dulcan Starbine for the news and TCT Talk, Nareem for the news, Sherry for keeping clean in the cavern and TCT Talk, Moog for TCT Talk and Tor Neckel's journal, Galen for Tor Neckel's journal, Tor Neckel for letting us borrow her journal, and finally to Ian Moreland for his wonderful piece Walking on Ice. Now, onto that trick we have. You see, Montgomery aptly mentioned earlier that Vid was one of those nuts that took part in the 24-hour Rate Zero Recalibration effort on April 13th. Vid was much more than a nut, however. He was the driving force behind that effort, pouring his heart and soul into that event. So, we decided to close this podcast out with a tribute to Vid's efforts on that day, giving you his closing speech for that event.
0: And with that, we have officially reached the end of the 24-hour Great Zero recalibration revival. Some may say that we failed because the Great Zero has not been activated. But I've got to say I think they're wrong. In the past 24 hours, I've bore witness to what may have been the single largest community effort to ever occur in this cavern. I've seen hundreds of explorers working together, running the markers, getting their friends together, running this entire day as an effort to get this machine started. Even if we didn't get it running tonight, this thing was huge. So once again, I would like to thank all the explorers who took place. Of course, got to thank Bort Max for 24 hours of awesome music. We've got to thank Cyan, the DRC, and GameTab. We have to thank all of our various sponsors. But one more time, the most important person we can thank right now is everyone. Everyone who made this possible for this past 24 hours. Thank you all. This is Vid, reporting from Uru Obsessions, Great Zero, signing off.